this week we aren't sponsored by TikTok. You know, some days I feel too creative, and often I don't know what to do with all of that excess creativity. That's why I go on TikTok. Just three minutes and 800 talks? Later, any idea of creativity is sapped from my soul upon seeing the same dance repeated for the umpteenth time by an identical 14-year-old girl who is likely triggering several FBI warnings against me. Dancer? Cosplayer? Comedian? Anyone can join and begin the process of ripping one another off ad infinitum for absolutely free, which, coincidentally, is the same price as not joining TikTok. TikTok, where originality goes to die. This week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. But at the time, they meet because Jessica Rabbit is kidnapped by the Nazis to perform propaganda <laughs> pieces for the Nazis, and Roger Rabbit enlists in the army to save her. Hey kids, it's time for the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast! Three, two, one, dip. I like that you went high and I went low with it, despite the fact that I'm standing high and you're sitting low. That is, is a really interesting thing. You know what, let's spend the next hour of this podcast talking about... Uh, <laughs> this visual gag. Yeah, how you're standing... And I'm sitting, I wouldn't even call it a gag. It's more of just a description of reality as it's, it's happening. Observational and, and humor without any humor. Observa <laughs> it's observation. It's observation. <laughs> Isn't this what Seinfeld was about? This is what Look I remember me, Seinfeld I'm being standing. about. I'm standing here. <laughs> I'm standing. You're a madman, Jerry. <laughs> just sit down already. <laughs> hey, Jerry, him. you standing in here? Well, I am, but George <laughs> won't. <laughs> Why stand? Standing, that's for that's for athletic people. I don't need to stand. I do Why enough stand when you day. can sit, I say. <laughs> and it's like, you gotta stand. That's ludicrous. I won't sit for it, Jerry. <laughs> Who is this for? Who is this for? It's this so easy to write dad. a sign. It's so easy to write a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Yeah, why do you think it went on forever and they all made bajillions of dollars? Seinfeld. People call Larry Davis a genius, but he's just a dude. Larry writing Davis. the most observational humor he can. J um, fucking... Seinfeld's a really interesting show because it's like really not that funny except one except every now and then there'll be a half decent episode with one line that you'll remember forever and that's it the rest of the show well, is not actually that funny because well, the boring. whole show is about pushing a joke for way past it's the point where it's funny and then it like loops yeah. back around because you it's been repeated 500 times yeah Good morning, guys, gals, and Emmy pals. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, what have you been framed with lately? Um, not much, but I do have some posters in my room that I've been meaning to frame for a while. Are you proud uh, of that segue? No, but it's just like the, the first thing that came to my mind, because... Uh, Jesse, I don't know how to tell you this, but the act of framing someone for a crime doesn't really come up that often in my day-to-day -day life. Oh, but fucking Morgan's semi-charmed life. He doesn't get framed often. All right, brag about it. I mean, how's it going to be when you don't know me? <laughs> well, uh, so shockingly... What is, uh, that? what is that? Third Eye Blind? Is yeah, that the name yes. of the band? <laughs> it's Third Eye Blind. It's one it of... It wasn't even like a joke. It just was a lyric I said at it, you. Well, yeah, no, that's, no that, that constitutes a joke. I guess. That constitutes a lot of my humor. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. If I reference a thing, it's like Nostalgia I, Critic, right? If you just well, say the it, reference, it was either that or, or the Little Red Panties That Passed the Test. And I refuse <laughs> to look into that song because I'm sure it's it's actually about like a like a stripper who's fed up with being a stripper or whatever and is sad about her well, life. But I won't I won't look into the lyric analysts. <laughs> I won't go on Genius.com. No. You could have also done an Iris reference because that's one, the other one of their famous songs. Semi-Charmed Life? 
No, th third eye blind. Oh yeah. Well, no, but semi charmed, uh, semi charmed kind of life is the name of the one song. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So I couldn't have done another song because then it wouldn't be semi charmed kind of life, which is what you said that started this. You can do anything. Welcome to the semi charmed. <laughs> Welcome to the third That's eye blind podcast. <laughs> the third eye blind cast. <laughs> so uh what we're, so today uh we're not gonna be talking about star wars or the midichlorians we're not talking about jfk or from clone high we're not talking about third eye blind what was the other stupid thing we, we're, we're not, not talking about seinfeld seinfeld we're instead going to talk about uh the th the third though chronologically first of the series of animated live action films that we've decided to watch who framed roger rabbit it is a trilogy because if you pay it, it, it's like the Cornetto trilogy. If you pay really close attention, right? There's some details that link these three movies together. Yeah. And I don't like, know if you were paying attention, if you notice these things, but um, these movies in, in each very specific like scenes, like it's a blink if you miss a mo moment. Uh, there's um live action people and cartoons in, in both scenes at the same time. Well, also, also important just to, so that everyone actually um, understands where we're coming from here. Is yeah, in another sort of blink and you miss it. They're really quick, uh, really quick scenes that connect them. It's 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 like the uh, the the uh, Tarantino movies, right? Where there's small things that connect them. Uh, all of these movies happen to have in them Bugs Bunny. That is true. They do. Shit, that is true. <laughs> so, I this is going to be a weird movie to talk about because a it's actually good. It's actually quite good. Uh, compared to yes. Space Jam back in action, I think it's a little bit better than them. Uh, yes. A little bit. And I, you know, watching it back, I don't know if it's an, if I'd say it's like an amazing movie. Probably not. It's kind of mid. But it's like, it's pretty decent. As an animated movie, awesome. As like an actual like crime noir, probably not the best movie around. Well, it is very <laughs> crime noir. It's got like every crime noir bit that you know from every crime noir you've never seen. Yeah. Right, I played LA, LA Noir once, and so mm -hmm. all of these beats hit for me. The only thing that was missing was uh, uh, Bob Hoskins cheating on his wife with some German broad. But, like, the subtext was probably there. Well, the, well, the problem was he wasn't married. Oh, uh, you know, you're right, you're right. That's the, that's the sequel. Does he, wait, wait, does he even kiss the girl in the end? He, I think he gets cock-blocked, doesn't he? Like, a little bit, like, by Roger? He does like, and that's like the midway point of the movie where this everything's coming together. Oh right, yeah, because that's in the, in the end. I don't think so. They, I think they no, just but he walk kisses off Roger. together. He does kiss Roger in the end, which is honestly <laughs> Roger Rabbit. That's that's the right choice, isn't it? Because do you care about Denise? Really, honestly? No, not really. Yeah, she's there. She's fine. She helps. She actually does a lot more. She does more in this movie than any of the other female characters have done in the other two movies. That is to say, zero but, female characters in Space Jam and Jenna Elfman in Back in Action, who does nothing. Yes, and she um and and this movie is packed with tall queens from my my short king Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Bob Hoskins is a short king. That dude must be like five foot six, <laughs> built wider than a fucking truck's front, hairy as <laughs> sin. He's built like more Danny DeVito than Danny DeVito, like original <laughs> Danny DeVito, you know? And every woman towers over him. And you love to see it, honestly. It, good for him. Good we for him. We love our short kings here. We're, I'm not projecting. <laughs> Especially not with Look the hairy you, part. You, you, this is why he has to stand while we record now because because he's fine. it makes he's feel under better. six foot. Look at this under six foot ape. Ape. What is chip? This fucking knuckle dragger. Because <laughs> his knuckles can not, reach the ground. Drag his knuckles. <laughs> How could he not drag his knuckles when he's so low to the ground? <laughs> so there's like there is realistically. I think there's a lot to talk about about this movie, but. I honestly think, and I don't, I don't want us to, but if we did want to, we could spend the entire episode talking about just the production of this movie, because this is a weird goddamn movie when you, when you really look at it and break it down. And mm. we're not gonna do the whole episode on it. I think we're gonna talk about the actual movie itself at some point. I'm sure we're only, we're only ten minutes into this episode, but we'll yeah. talk about the movie. But there's just things I feel the need to like touch on. Um, let's just start out by the saying there's 
it's nothing short of a miracle this movie exists. Yeah, because it's an amalgamation of like every cartoon. A shitload of being... com- a shitload of cartoons from a shitload of competing companies. Yes. It's kind of, it, that's that in itself is insane. Just getting this pitch together <laughs> is kind of insane because like is was there a movie that did there wasn't a fe- like I don't think there was like a feature length film that did this beforehand, right? Well, there there might have been what do you like, mean by this? like, like short the live films? action animation thing or having companies like this together. Well, the live action animation thing as a, like a, as opposed to like short films or like music videos. Yeah, no, like... this was this was far and wide the longest of its kind. Like live action animation uh, hybrids existed before this. Uh, like, and like mm. you said, there were short films. There was like Mary Poppins. But mm. this was a one of this was and I would debate to this day still is a one of a kind thing, even though you have Space Jam and Back in Action and probably other shitty movies. This is yeah. still head and shoulders above them because of the amount of work put into it like there's a thousand reasons why this movie could not exist today this could not be made today but like if we just zoom in on the amount of effort it took to get all these studios like studios like disney warner brothers if mgm cartoons which was a thing uh for droopy dog uh uh Fleisch, Fleischer, Fleischer Studios. I don't know the Betty Boop. Fleischer, Fleisch, Fleischer, yeah, Fleischer, yeah. yeah. Fleischer for Betty Boop. Universal Pictures for Woody Woodpecker. Felix the Cat Productions for Felix the Cat. Many of these studios Universal, don't exist anymore. Woody, the, yeah, Woody the Woodpecker was a Universal Studios. Woody the Woodpecker is such a. It's so weird that Universal insists on having a theme park, right? And then they're like, oh, and then you go there, it's like, oh yeah, ET, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If, I remember that. I mean, you know, there was a time when it was like, oh, right, all the superhero the superhero rides. That's cool. Actually, no, that's still like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Universal has Superman. Universal, and, uh, is, that, is that Six Flags? No, that's, that is Six Flags, you're right. No, Universal had the Marvel rides, and then Disney bought them, and they had to kick all the Marvel shit out. And then the, now they have, like, Jurassic Park shit and Harry Potter. That's true. Yeah, 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 they do. The Harry Potter park is, like, based to shit. I don't care about Jurassic Park, but the Harry Potter ones are great. It's pretty good. Harry Potter. It should just be a Harry Potter theme park for real. Cause like every, everything else about universal is just kind of like fine. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's been it's a while since like, I've been, but I, I like, universal I isn't, like isn't like that good at franchising. I think is a thing with their, like they're, they're just like, Hey, Hey, what? they're and- just like single movies. And like, I don't give a shit about ET anymore. And every time I go to universal, they have like ET memorabilia up. And shit. Morgan, it sounds like you're defaming the the fantastic movie The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, which was to launch the dark universe with beloved characters like the Invisible Man. I'll tell you what's a dark universe. The one where I live in where fucking uh, uh, Brendan Fraser isn't the lead in The Mummy. That's the dark universe <laughs> I'm living in. Uh, Brendan, he's, he's making a comeback one of these days. One of these days, the comeback yeah. will commence. Uh, so, all, so these, so yeah, even in the the eighties, because uh, this movie came out in eighty eight, getting all of these studios together to do a thing is kind of this gargantuan, impossible task. But luckily, there was, I think, exactly one man on this planet who was capable of convincing all of these studios to work together, and that man, for better or worse, was Steven Spielberg. That makes a lot of sense. That Spielberg. Li- that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. He was just coming off of the mega success that was the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, his studio, uh, what the hell's the name of the studio? Uh, Amblin Entertainment got contacted by Touchstone, which is a sub uh, a sub company of Disney, to help out with making the movie. And so Spielberg said, "All right, let me make some calls." And so calls later. He got everyone on board. And there's like a lot of, you know, deals. I think I saw the number was like five grand per character per studio for to like loan them the rights to use them. Uh, And they're all used like surprisingly well. I don't want to say this is the Smash Brothers ultimate of movies, but. But everyone is here. Everyone is here. Mostly. There are actually a lot of cuts from this movie, some of them more interesting than others. Like Popeye was supposed to be in it, Elmer Fudd isn't actually in this movie. Or no, Elmer Fudd is in, but he was supposed to be in more. Uh Superman was supposed to be in this movie, because at the time the cartoon rights for Superman were owned by I think Fleischer. also Fleischer, yeah. Yep. That 
Fleischer did a bunch of super Superman cartoons, I think, in the forties. Yep. And um, and they're actually really rad. You can look them up on YouTube. They're they're weirdly like re- they're crazy well animated. Um, and it's and it's back when Superman wasn't an absolute god. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to see like one of them is he fights like an elephant. <laughs> I think that went crazy at a circus. I don't know. I don't think anything could have prepared me for. Yeah, there was a sign that Superman fought an elephant. No, it was a gorilla. I think like a, <laughs> like not, not like not a King not Kong the size Flash gorilla. villain gorilla. Like 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 a grape ape size gorilla, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than Donkey Kong, but not as big as King, King Kong. Kong. Let's say grape ape size. He's mid Kong. He's mid Kong. Mid tier Kong. From donkey to king, what's in between donkey and king? Uh, uh, horse, horse Kong, <laughs> horse Kong. <laughs> oh, oh god! Uh, so that kind of leads me to. There's a lot of uh, anachronisms in this movie. It's a movie made in the '80s. It takes place in the '40s about very yep. uniquely '40s problems. But uh, uh, the, there's a hundred dollar reward for something, which is an outrageous price. No, uh, yeah, yeah, fucking, fucking the main character, um, Eddie, uh, Eddie Valiant, right? Yeah, he, um, he played by Bob Hoskins, obviously. Yeah, is uh his job, which is like Roger Rabbit's. He's he's failing as an actor right now. He's like messing up his lines, and it's costing the studio a bunch of money. So the head of the studio, um, calls in a detective, a private, uh, detective, private a private eye, private eye, um, who a dick. Um, but to come no, in. Dick suck. Yep, <laughs> detective Dick suck. Oh my God, the callback. <laughs> One of these days we have to make that. Uh, yes. Um, and he's like, I'll do it for a hundred dollars. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, stock uh, Roger Rabbit for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And it's like that's insane. I won't pay it. And it's they get into like an argument about it and he pays him half he goes here's fifty dollars this should last you until you finish the case and it's it's it is comical to think about this much money despite the fact that yeah inflation that's like three hundred dollars or something which is a reasonable which is an all right amount of money to do what he's doing i guess yeah and despite this taking place in la there's a scene where uh the cartoon cab uh i forget his name comes comes through and is like Hey, how about them Brooklyn Dodgers? Hey, a couple of Dodgers. <laughs> oh god! Right, speaking of speaking of uh, inflation rates, I guess this is a good enough time to put it in as any. Uh, the budget for this movie was fifty million, which made it like one of the most expensive movies of all time, the most expensive animated movie of all time by far. Yeah. But it was fine because it made a box office of three hundred and twenty-nine million. Those are nineteen eighty-eight dollars. In the good in the year of our Lord twenty twenty-one. Uh, with inflation, that's a budget of 115 million and a box office of 750 million dollars. It's pretty good. That's pretty good for pretty a cartoon, a dumb cartoon noir movie. So, did you ever figure out if Roger Rabbit was a pre-existing character? Uh, so not in like cartoons, but this movie is based off a book. Actually, it's based off the book really? Who Censored Roger Rabbit, which was released in 1981 and on release basically got like. Uh, thrown across someone's desk at Disney. They said, we'll buy the rights to it immediately. And then, as you know, as book-to-movie adaptations want to do, they changed everything about it. Like, saying that this movie is based on the book is using the term based on extraordinarily loosely. So, let me guess. It was like a detective noir. Right. Basically, in, like, Hollywood. Uh-huh. And it was just about, like, a, like an actual script. Like, a story. There, there, there weren't... Like cartoon characters in it, I can imagine. Wrong. Is re- really, but they weren't cartoon characters. And here's where it gets. Here's where it's gonna hurt your brain a little more. They were cartoon strip characters. Like like, like newspaper comic comics. Yes. Okay. It was characters from those. And there was this thing mm. where like, there's this really interesting bit where when the characters spoke outside of their cartoon, a, a speech bubble would appear and then just fall to the ground and litter the ground. That's and awesome. That was like this big. I, I I think that was this like point of uh uh, you know, contention in the in the comic where people were like, "Yo, these comic characters are literally littering all the time every time they speak." There's also this weird thing where like they kind of have powers sometimes. Like Jessica Rabbit is unique in that, a she comes from a porn magazine, and b 
she can suppress the the word bubbles so she can just speak normally um jesus christ it's a lot of world building no there's more i'm not even done yet there's this thing where they can i don't remember the word for it but they can duplicate themselves they can make copies of themselves mm. which is which plays into the plot where roger rabbit is murdered roger rabbit's one who dies acme doesn't die like he doesn't who framed roger rabbit it's roger himself but as it turns out it was roger's i'm spoiling a book that's like four thirty years old now but roger dies but it's Roger's clone because OG Roger Prime is out doing crimes. Oh, shit. It's actually a lot. The book is way, way darker than the movie is, which is interesting because this movie gets weirdly dark. This movie's kind of fucked up in a lot of, in ways, a lot of ways, in a few ways. It, 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 I remember getting nightmares from some of these mo- from, from some of these scenes because I was really young when i saw it not when it came out i was i was negative a ton of years um <laughs> but it replayed but on cartoon network it, a bunch it was and there's there's kids smoking in this they probably cut those scenes that was out cut for, that was uh, absolutely cut yeah. from the cartoon network version there's no fucking way but um but there's there's a bunch of like really gruesome shit that happens to cartoons mostly but mm-hmm. there's a lot of implications of worse shit happening to people like uh there's a sit they're like oh acme was murdered Blah, blah blah they go check out the scene and the corner of a grand piano is just through the skull of a chalk outline of yeah. a person on the ground I, I i love so much the idea of oh well okay you have real people and cartoons living in the world together cartoons have their own logic and their own thing they do to each other so what happens if a cartoon commits a crime against a human cartoons operate on different rules like for example throwing safes and grand pianos and anvils at one another what happens when that happens to a human? Oh, they fucking die. Horribly. Mm-hmm. They turn into they turn into soup is what happens. And that's rad as fuck. And that's also terrifying. There's also a lot. It's also just a really horny movie. It, it is. Uh, with uh, Jessica Rabbit, obviously. I was going to um, say Roger. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Roger Rabbit. Just... Two uh just makes you laugh your pants off. Look at that bow tie. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Who <laughs> plays Roger Rabbit again? Oh god, I sure did look at his name once. And what else uh, does he Charles do? Fleischer. Charles Fleischer. Hey, wait a minute. That's the I, same I name as the thing I, I remember. Said uh, yes, I looked it up. I don't think it's the same thing. Oh, but... what are the odds? Because well, how incestuous can this cartoon community be? Mm, very um <laughs> but the, yeah, the one thing a, that like lot... definitely a hundred percent of the time like i could not watch this part of the movie is when judge doom pops his eyes out and has these like those evil red eyes that is yes that it's... scared the she hit out of me so christopher lloyd the plays uh judge doom which is the villain of the story who's as you can tell by his name who's Yes, who um, who's just this dude who's like, oh, fucking cartoons, lock them all up. Yeah, whatever. Build a wall. Build that town. Yes. Um, And as it turned. Yes. And uh, and it's and and he's like good in the first half of the movie in the second half. And then it explains why he's doing it. It doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Yeah. Um, Well, and but but. It turns out that he was a cartoon wearing a human disguise. So then they superimpose these cartoon red eyes on Christopher Lloyd, who Christopher Lloyd is fucking phenomenal in this movie. Oh, no, he's great. I think I I love Christopher Lloyd. I'm I'm like shocked that he doesn't do way more stuff. Wait till we see him in the Air Buddy in the Air Bud podcast (laughs) because he's in there. He's in one of the movies. Is he actually? Yes, he's he's in one of the movies. God. Christopher Lloyd, you but, can just rest, please. <laughs> that dude's fucking ancient now, dude. But Christopher Lloyd is, um, yeah, he, and he, he's great. But it's really weirdly scary yeah. to see him with those superimposed eyes, and he does this like really high pitched voice that's like, um, uh, it's like, uh, that's like a seed that's sown earlier in the movie about the bob hoskins brothers oh, yeah, yeah. murderer having a high voice and red eyes and it but it's just like out of nowhere and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it's creepy as all hell yeah 
No, and it, there's a lot of little things that are sprinkled throughout the movie. This movie is filled to the brim with small details, one of which being Judge Doom, while he is on camera, never once in the entire movie does he blink. Oh, really? And it's, it's specifically designed to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible because his outfit's fantastic. He looks it's like really an Undertaker good. or the Undertaker, yeah. depending on your yes. religious leanings. And he's um, got these like beady, those like John Lennon glasses that are just mm -hmm. transparent enough so they could see his eyes. And the man yeah. never once on film blinks. He, um, Christopher Lloyd actually got his eyelids surgically removed <laughs> for this film. Uh, always, always taking a one step he called further. It this acting. Guy with, called it method acting. Called it meth, methed acting. Methed up act. Oh, right. That was a typo. It's methed up <laughs> acting. Method acting. Also um, known as acting for lazy people. <laughs> um, there's uh but there's a scene where when it's revealed that he's a cartoon he actually gets fucking steamrolled on camera yeah. he gets road roller dud on <laughs> on camera and gets over the flattened. top brutal over the top brutal yeah it's really brutal and then they have this flat man like stop motion thing that kind of looks like out of gumby but really fucked up because it looks like because it's the, a person. The model is pretty realistic. Yeah, looking. this this is probably like the only CG this movie really had, especially because it's like 80, well, it's it's like a stop motion prop. I think they do to uh they they did to animate right. this, and it looks and just. I mean, it it looks like it's supposed to look right. It's not like I say it looks bad, not in that it looks like it came out bad. No, the end product is exactly what you want it to look like. It's scary. It's like legitimately scary. It's disturbing. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of legitimately blank things in this movie. There's a lot of <laughs> legitimately horny shit in this movie. There's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of tension where with just Jessica Rabbit, but like not only like her fucking song scene, whatever. Yeah. But then there's scenes like the, like every crime noir movie where the the dame with gams that don't quit <laughs> the gams walks that stretch for miles. And, and I knew she was trouble. Uh huh. Uh, buh, buh, uh comes in and like tells um valiant to, yeah tells valiant about like what what's going on and stuff and there's like she's following him as he gets out of the shower this sh this short plump king of a man <laughs> this <laughs> mario looking motherfucker <laughs> and uh she's grinding up on him in this thing or boobs or something and then his pants fall down just by sheer force of sexual power he does not unbuckle yes. them. He doesn't touch them. His hands are like above his head and they might as well be. And his pants just fall down. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he gets literally caught with his pants down by his love interest, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, the woman in this film. Yeah, the, the non-animated woman. Yeah. Um, and that's like, man, they're really showing this on Daytime Crusher Network. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a lot. There's a lot of reasons why I feel, and you know, maybe I'm a prude, but this ain't really a kid's movie it's not by any stretch it's of the imagination for sure not. and and it begs a question who's it for right, right. so like and it's I think a, we've it's asked a very that for expensive... the last two movies that we've watched and we've asked we actually asked that question in a lot of things we watch who is this for i would go out to say this is probably the more positive version of who is this for but it's no less confusing yes because and it's it'd be it'd be way less confusing if it wasn't one of the most expensive movies to make yeah right at the time that's so like it's a lot of money to put into a project that has a weird target audience range. Yeah, you know? can you imagine Disney taking this bigger risk? Which is a sentence I could uh uh transform into. Can you imagine Disney taking a risk today? <sighs> not not with the feature film. No, certainly not like this. No, right. And not not in this way. And I get and as it turns out, this at the time this came out, Disney had to take this risk because Disney was like failing. Their most recent Real. successful movie oh, yeah. was, this was uh, the Z like the Rescue this Rangers or something. This or was like the Xerox era, right? Where yeah. they were like right right before uh their upswing in the nine late nineties. This, this is what kickstarted the Disney Renaissance, or whatever you want to call the following, you know, decade plus of Disney dominance. Man. What does that universe look like, right? Where Disney failed in the 90s. Where this movie didn't succeed or it bankrupted them entirely. Because, boy, it sure as fuck could have. I think, like, easily it could have bankrupted them. The amount of money this took, the amount of time, the amount of effort from everyone involved. Like we said in our previous episode, one of the animators was asked, like, what are, for advice on Space Jam or whatever. And he said, oh, my advice is don't. It nearly killed me. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of really like funny. Well, actually, I actually want to go back a little bit. How we were mentioning, there's a lot of really X things in this movie. It's really X. It's really Y. You know what? It's not really. It's not really funny. No. There's not. I didn't. I don't remember laughing all that much. There's some like bits. There's some. Good, there, there was, there's some good bits, but. Oh man, like, what there was one bit that made me laugh. I absolutely uh, laughed harder during Space Jam and Back in Action. Yes. Definitely during Back in Action. Does that make uh, those movies better than this one? Maybe. Who am I to judge? <laughs> but a man talking on a podcast. That people um, will hear and flame me on Twitter for. Man, what was the one bit that made me laugh a lot? Was it a Roger there, Rabbit bit? Because I actually kinda no, on rewatching this found Roger Rabbit to be not the best part of this movie. Which is no, a nice way of putting wasn't. it. No, he wasn't. But it was he was like annoying, but that was kind of the idea, right? Like Bob Hoskins was supposed to be annoyed by Roger yeah, Bob Rabbit. Hoskins is the straight man to Roger Rabbit's bat shittery, right? And yes. I think I'm down on it a little bit because we saw last week uh Daffy, uh, Duck, Daffy, and, Daffy and, Duck and Brendan Fraser, which felt like and again, because that's meant to be a comedy, this is not meant to be a comedy. This this is meant to be a noir, which it succeeds in, in spades. But again, it's not that funny. I don't know if it's uh, the movie's detriment or anything, but it's just interesting to point out that all the movies that came after it that tried to emulate it in some way were comedies because they're like, well, we're doing cartoons. What else are we going to do? There were some visual gags in Toontown that I found funny, right? Like with the... Uh... Just like kind of, but like the the like the stuff that's supposed to be funny kind of just intrigues you about what Toontown is, right? Yeah, like, there's like, a lot the, of like if you were like I want to live in this world for like a day just to see how it works, right? Like like there's a scene where he's like stalking in an alleyway and his shadow tells him to shush, which is a good yeah. visual gag. It's a very classic cartoon visual gag. Um, but then Bob has. Uh, but then the shadow, I think, attempts to kill him. Yeah, so his shadow gets shot to death by a Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's like, well, that's interesting, right? Because I get that there's tune people, but that means that this shadow didn't exist until Bob Hoskins walked in to Toontown. I don't know. If that's so is that how true. tunes are born, just by concepts? No, right? I don't or think was that's this true. a shadow I... creature? Or is this a shadow creature that could just morph into someone's shadow? Yeah, no, right? I, I read it as a shadow man who can, like, just be transport, right? It's like um in Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Yeah. There are characters who exist who are just the shadow of the moon. Characters that exist who yeah. are just the, the creaking of your bed or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And then there's, like, a scene... That's supposed to be a joke where where Bob Hoskins runs into Betty Boop at the at this club, um, and Betty Boop, and there's clearly undertones of them having previously fucked. <laughs> it's very clear. She says, "I still hill. got it." She says, "I still got it." And it's like you sure do, Betty. You sure <laughs> do. And then and then Jessica Rabbit comes out, does her song, and she's like, and Bob Hoskins is like, oh, "That's uh that she's married to Roger Rabbit." And then, and then Betty Boop was like, yeah, what a lucky Goyle. And I, I do and, love that idea. I love that concept. No, well, that exactly. Right. It's not like it makes you laugh, but it makes you think about like what it, tunes. Yeah. Value, it's a fun idea right? because it makes total sense. Like, do you think cartoons are going to like bang each other? Cause they're hot. No, they're just drawn in a certain way. Like that's, yeah. that's the line from this movie. That is the Jessica rabbit line. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Yeah. Whoa, that's the other thing Bob Hoskins says. <laughs> like, she's like, you have no idea yeah. how hard it is to be look like a woman and like me in this world or whatever. And Bob Hoskins says, I shit you not, fucking, you have no idea how hard it is to be a man looking at a woman like you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Bob like, Hoskins, oh. how hard is it? Tell me how hard it is right now. Oh, and man. that's is that before or after Hoskins drops trow? That's before, right? That's that's before. It's that's just before, before he drops yeah. trow. So he's like about to show her how hard it is. Dude, Bob Hoskins hangs dong in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the the fun thing about living in 2021 is you have people overanalyze the shit out of films, and especially on Tumblr. And one interesting uh, uh, theory I saw is that Jessica Rabbit is actually asexual. Because like, and this is this takes this is a journey, and I don't know if I subscribe to it entirely, but the idea goes as 
So, A, she marries Roger Rabbit because she doesn't give a shit about what he looks like. She's just about shit about that he's funny. Mm. Not caring about sex is pretty asexual, generally speaking. Uh, I don't know. I could argue. I could. Uh, I could. Uh, we could go for tit for tat on that one. But go ahead. <laughs> um, and the fact that like that line of "I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way." You you know you're meant to interpret that as her like alignment, right? She's not lawful evil. So maybe she's lawful neutral, whatever. But mm. it can also be interpreted as you know badness, like you know, like how you might describe a woman if you're that, being being she, rude about it. <laughs> I'm not a baddie. I'm just drawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she's literally saying, I'm not sexual. I'm just drawn to be sexual. Well, yeah, that's what the line literally means, I'm pretty sure. Well, I always read it as, like, I'm not... Because this is the point where Bob Hoskins thinks she's, like, a murderer. So I'm, yeah. I always read it as, I'm not, I'm not an evil character. I'm just drawn to be such. But then you read that yeah. as in terms of her appearance. Yeah. There's another line where someone says that, like, they're, they're, I'm just the way I was drawn or whatever. Another line like that is said by someone. Hmm. Um, um, I don't remember who says that line that, like, I was just drawn that way or whatever. It's not my fault or something. It might have been Roger. But... Was it in this movie? Uh, yeah. Because right, it also reminds me of done. the Touchstone movie Wreck-It Ralph. Of... Wait, Touchstone didn't do that? That was Disney. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm using I'm using the verb touchstone. The verb, <laughs> the touchstone. It's not a verb. What? What? The verb of actually touching a stone. Yeah. How did you watch it? No, no. You said an adjective. That's an adverb at best. <laughs> the wreckingly Ralph. I'll raise you one pronoun. <laughs> I'll play grammatical poker with you. Oh, man. Well, I think the the idea is that every character is like uh, every tune. Every tune is asexual. It's implied, right? Is like is like like humor is what's considered attractive. Yeah, yeah, I think you could like you could probably read it that way. I I get that. And that's that's what's interesting, because like uh, a film like this, you can't just say the 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 you know, the town, the next town over is just a cartoon world, right? Like, because that, that it's like, it invites an insane amount of questions. Which are not answered. No. Never. Not even once. And not even tempted to be answered, because that's not what we're here for. Luckily, all those questions might have been answered in the Toontown Online uh, website. They've got a second fucking son over there that sings all the time. <laughs> they operate on different It doesn't produce heat! Is it not a ball of gas? <laughs> it's not even all up in the sky. It's like 30 feet up. Is he a tune? <laughs> Am I a tune? <laughs> what happens if a tune and a man make a baby? Oh, where's that sequel? There's uh, actually a lot of information on a potential Roger Rabbit sequel, and the more you read, the more awful it gets and the worse it sounds. Like originally they were going to start development on a sequel like the year after this came out cuz it made a fuck zillion dollars. Of course they're going to try and sequel it. But as we know, Mel Blanc died the year after this movie they, came out. That's not even was, that wasn't even in the negotiations for a sequel. I like the I, I like the th fact that you thought that mattered. No, I just think as long as we bring it up like as soon as this movie's over because Mel Blanc this is like one of the last things Mel yeah. Blanc did as as a as Bugs Bunny in every Looney Tunes as, character. Yeah, as every character in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but Morgan, I want you to like throw, just throw your wildest guess at me as to what the plot of the sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit would be. Just give me whatever you got, whatever comes to your brain. All right. All right. Are they running for mayor of Toontown because the Toontown is now owned by Toons? So now they have to decide like an actual government, government body in Toontown. That would be pretty sensible, but you're wrong. I'm going to give you one more shot with a hint. It's actually a prequel. Oh, shit. Is it the is it the the how Roger Rabbit met Jessica Rabbit? Yes, it is. Morgan, do you want to hazard a guess as to how they met? Again, um, just throw out whatever it, wacky theory you can think of. Was Roger Rabbit doing stand up at a at the club that she was working at? Ah, unfortunately, no. Morgan, Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit meet. 
Uh, at the time, she her name's like Jessica. Her name, last name's not Rabbit. I don't remember who her last name is. But at the time, they meet because Jessica Rabbit is kidnapped by the Nazis to perform propaganda <laughs> pieces for the Nazis. And Roger Rabbit enlists in the army to save her. And that's what the prequel was going to be about. Wait, how did he enlist to save her if they haven't even met? Shut up. Because he, he sees her on the videos and goes, wow, look at that hot gam. Or I think they like meet beforehand because she's a struggling Hollywood actor or something. Jessica Rabbit, the, looking the way she is, struggling, as you might imagine. Mm -hmm. Hollywood can't stand those those doll types, those bimbo types. It's, it's it, you know, man, it's the, pro the problem is like, it's not... It's not like 2021 in this fairy tale land we live in where being hot is a profession that nets you more money than 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 a, than a job you can get with a master's degree. Yeah. So that got so that idea got put into development hell for a while because duh, and then got scrapped. Unfortunately, there have been discussions of the Roger Rabbit sequel as recently as four years ago. Really. And the current going about it. Seems to be that Disney will never accept it, so it's never going to happen, probably. But the scriptwriter is just really interested in his ideas of now it's going to be a sequel. Now it's going to be set in the 50s, and we're going to continue the story of Eddie Valiant and Roger Rabbit. You might be thinking, hey, isn't Bob Hoskins dead? You're right. But that doesn't matter. They'll put in a digital Bob Hoskins as a ghost. What? That's actually what the plan is from the screenwriter. So... Wait. So, Wait, so would he be a cartoon ghost? Would he, no. What, is it... No. No. <laughs> no. Is, is this the no. same screenwriter as the guy who wrote the last movie? No. Uh, I have to look some things up. I don't think so. Oh, who wrote this? Because he sounds far less talented. Oh, uh, no, but it is and... from the same director. Robert okay. Zemeck Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he also directed Back to the Future, actually. So, uh, I want to talk about one, <clears throat> just one more wacky anachronistic thing about this movie. To really show the date of this movie, more than I think anything else before, uh, how wild the time period of this movie takes place. The idea that Bugs Bunny is on the same level as Mickey Mouse. Because I don't know if you yeah. know this, but the, the contracts for this movie between Warner and Disney specified that Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny could not have more or, or could not be upstaged by Donald Duck or uh, Mickey. Yeah, no, I remember I remember reading about that. And it, at the time, it makes a lot of sense. At the time, and Warner Brothers was now, succeeding. Yeah, yeah, but, because but, uh, and I'll die on this hill that uh, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny are better characters than Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse kind of doesn't have a personality. They just kind of make him do whatever. Well, Mickey Mouse is He's very similar kinda... to Bugs Bunny in a couple ways. I think Bugs Bunny is more of an asshole generally, but Mickey Mouse can sort of does what... go into well, you those think depths. He's got a person. Well, Mickey Mouse. You think Mickey Mouse has a personality because you play Kingdom Hearts? But that's not. That's just like one of the no, personalities. No, I think Mickey Mouse has a personality because I've watched the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, but it's different every time. It, he's just like a now he's just like this nice passive guy, which is not an interesting character in any way. Yeah, it got like, like funneled because when these cartoons were coming out in the fucking twenties, then yeah, you kind of just throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. Eventually, it kind of gets into the Mickey versus Pluto shit. Not Pluto, Pluto. Pluto's a dog. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's just like, it, and that's where know. it's the sort they, of like, ain't I a stinker thing, which and is ironically and, the then, and then they can make Mickey Mouse this icon of everything, despite he's not doing anything. Yeah. Then they kind of like you sand, know? sand him down as to just this like nice ha -ha character. Now he's just a mascot. He doesn't, they can't risk him doing anything except for <laughs> killing heartless. I yeah, guess. Cause that's heroic. <laughs> he did it almost is, die that yeah, one time. He did have a uh, long microwave hallway scene in Kingdom Hearts three, which is fantastic. But <laughs> I just love looking at this from 2021 and going like, yeah, look at them act like Bugs Bunny is as important as Mickey Mouse. That's hilarious to... now. Yeah. The concept of that. Man, Disney. It's so weird to think that Disney almost failed as recently as 1990, right? Like, yeah. it's really weird to think about that because like 1990, not that it like seems... Like, uh, I guess it could be considered like a long time ago in the, in like the time span of Disney's lifespan. Right. That's like, like a third of its lifespan. Yeah. 
but but like when you think about they're like the richest company ever right like fucking billions of dollars it's and now they own like every other company it's so insane to think that they like might not have like continued yeah it's 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 what makes this a cursed movie because this is what saved them and it's a really good movie but was it worth it is roger rabbit know. worth the the dystopian disney future we live in well yeah because otherwise universal would have done it right <laughs> ah you've 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 really narrowed down into capitalism yeah no it's not like this Dis disney's doing it that's just is how companies work they're self-feeding machines right they don't they they don't have a fucking uh soul that they can consider like what happens next they're just gonna keep eating and eating and eating and eating smaller companies like galactus because that's just how yeah which disney now owns exactly yes uh speaking of like alternate you let's 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 talk about some alternate universes for a second all right there exists a parallel dimension in which instead of pitting bob hoskins against christopher lloyd as eddie valiant and judge doom respectively we saw playing those two characters bill murray and tim curry <laughs> really so they bill murray even. was offered the role but because of the fucking stupid way in which bill murray takes roles he didn't actually see the offer and was reportedly extraordinarily upset that he missed it and Makes sense. tim was, curry well, was one of the original he, people picked for judge doom but they decided tim curry's too scary really yeah that makes sense um Fucking Bill Murray would have been hot off uh, Ghostbusters by yep. this point, right? Yep, yep. Which is, hey, guess why they almost selected him? Yep. Uh, there's a different dimension where it was Harrison Ford trying to stop the evil plot of Christopher Lee. Harrison Ford? Yeah. Man, it's so interesting because that changes what these movies are entirely, right? Oh, yeah. Bill Murray couldn't be as noir. Like, Bill Murray cannot be Bob Hoskins. No, he. I don't think he could play it noir. It would be a much funnier movie. He, yeah, I he, think it would be a different, like, gauge of noir. It would be more comic. I think it would absolutely be more comedic. He would be more reactionary, right? He Like, he would wait for someone else to say something, then he would say something. Yeah. I mean, listen, I also, there's a, but they tried to contact a lot, a lot, a lot of actors for this. Harrison Ford, they couldn't get because he would cost too much. Again, yeah. Disney could not afford Harrison Ford at the time. Hilarious in the year of our Lord 2021. Hilarious. And that's why they killed him in the new Star Wars movie is revenge. <laughs> so, and I just want to like name a handful of actors who were also looked at for Eddie Valiant. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Man, Robin, it's so weird they were, Robin Williams. They're all going for comedians. Jack Nicholson. Sylvester Stallone. Wait, Jack Nicholson was um was The Shining out by this point? Eighty eight, I think so. Yeah, Shining was. Oh, I want to say seventies. I might be wrong, but no, yeah, Jack Nicholson was. I, I'm pretty sure The Shining existed by this point. It's not a nineties movie. Uh, and then for Judge Doom, a similarly interesting array of actors, we had John Cleese, which again changes the role dramatically into Monty Python, uh, F. Murray Abraham, and, for some reason, the musician Sting. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, if you think about it, not at all. That makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Okay. Do you care to elaborate? No. That's what I thought. This, and I, I love, I want to see the reality in which some of these roles have. What the fuck does Robin Williams as Eddie Valiant look like? He would like, I don't think he could play because the problem is you need a passive character, right? You need someone who's like more, who's like not passive, but like more he serious. Has to be the, he's got to be the straight man because yeah. he's playing with a cartoon character. Robin Williams, I guess, could have played Roger Rabbit, but like, could he, but could he have been like Eddie Valiant? I don't think that would have been a good choice. I, I so much want to see those movies. I especially want to see Tim Curry's Judge Doom, because that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. At some point, you're just typecasting Tim Curry, but you know what? I don't even care. Type, keep typecasting him. I don't... Like, it's great. All right. Now, now to ask a question that 
I think might cause Morgan to enter an internal crisis. Jessica Rabbit or Lola Bunny? <laughs> Just like you turned know, away. You know what was interesting to think about? Okay. And, and this is, we're going to get a little PG-13 in well, here now. Listen, we've, we've drank our respect women's use for most of the season ever. Since the first episode, we've been making reparations. We've been donating to women's shelters. So let's let's playfully be a little you sexist can't just, here. You can't, you can't joke these two that we've been donating to women's shelters. That's a thing we could have been doing. That's not like a, like an have you not? Like, a, like a bit. Have you? Morgan, I sent the memo. <laughs> I, it's not we, my fault you don't check your business email we had to make reparations for the first episode of the season oh my god um after like seeing so much jessica rabbit porn are you desensitized get right? yeah, a little bit i'm like wow she was <laughs> she was not as hot as i remember <laughs> i think you're i think that's tragic that's a, such a sad sentence you just said but you haven't seen lola bunny porn of course I have, but of, she maybe she, not in equal measure, but no. But in Space Jam, she's kind of like like you're not like undersold with just with uh, Lola Bunny. I don't think because <laughs> she's just the, a Kirby what, rabbit, what right? Does that mean like she's still a rabbit. Okay, I, I don't remember her not being a rabbit because like I've seen like I've seen Jessica Rabbit with her with more like realistic proportions, right? Like Jessica Rabbit's cleavage makes no sense. Well, not like, like naturally. No, exactly. Well, not nor not. Uh, how do I say this without being insulting? There are humans who exist who are like that, but it is like her her rare. waistline. Her waistline doesn't make any. Okay, like that, no, that's the one that's actually impossible. That that's the one you yes. need a like a corset for or yeah. to remove yes. ribs. And, yes, and the and but like Lola Bunny is more realistic. Like it's. It's weird to say, but kind of. I don't know what I'm saying, but like to sexualize, but to se to make her like, to make her, to make her like a more like, I don't know. If you were to animorph Lola Bunny into a human, there would be less of a change, right? I don't know. I don't know how I can say it, but like the, you have to do less to to her body. I think to to, to, to make it work. In which Morgan describes Lola Bunny as more realistic than Jessica Rabbit. That's right. I'm somewhat of a feminist. What a brave soul. <laughs> what a brave soul. So, Lola Bunny setting realistic body expectations for women. Oh, since yeah. Oh, yeah. Since 90, 97. Which is why they had to nerf her in the new Space Jam. Now she has, a, she has a baby. flatter she chest. Brought me and back. People are pissed. Yeah. I uh, you know what, man? I gotta say, you gotta, gotta roll with those punches. If, if you if can't I, appreciate her at her flat, man, you, you don't deserve her at her curvy. If you can't appreciate her in a sports bra, I. So I, I I thought about this question for a moment after I typed it down, and I went, honestly, I would have to pick Lola Bunny because Jessica Rabbit intimidates me too much, right? Like Lola Bunny, I could read that as like mid to late 20s right mm -hmm. jessica rabbit is a woman jessica rabbit is, H, woman. is a woman who knows what she wants and it ain't me it, it sure mm. as shit isn't a schlubby 25 year old who does a podcast about cartoons right you say that but he flirts with bob hoskins who you are built very very similar to my workout routine is meant to get me as close to the bob hoskins Ho hopskins physique as possible it's hoskins i'm pretty sure bob hoskins that it's is a, to I say i hopkins. have no workout routine I just have my just Italian say, genetics. I just eat. I just eat pasta. Get hairier and whiter every day. <laughs> I can't control the hair, but it does appear in great, uh, great amounts on me, on my person. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm in a bar, right, and Lola Bunny's in one stool and Jessica Rabbit's in the other. I'm calling everybody because, like, guys, you've got to see this. Lola <laughs> I leave Bunny the bar because I'm scared. I need to go home and suck my thumb because I'm intimidated by strong women. I'm clearly, I'm clearly tripping on something because I'm seeing cartoon characters at a bar. <laughs> Not saying Lola's better, but I'm saying that she's more approachable to me. 
Not to say anything yeah. else about that about that uh, interaction that would follow, but more approachable. <laughs> what a stupid bit. Oh, God, I can't believe this shit. My dad sometimes listens to this podcast. <laughs> You've said worse. You've said worse about less attractive characters. Well, that's just rude of you to say. <laughs> Shut up. Are you going to tell me that Penny Proud's mom, whose name you don't even remember, is on the same tier as Lola Bunny and Jessica Rabbit? No, not at all. Not at all. But. Okay, go on. She, she kind of like looks more like a person than either. <laughs> <laughs> Only kind of. Only kind of. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is such a good movie that we haven't talked. We don't. I, I we've we've talked enough about it for me to be happy with what we've talked about. But it's fascinating that we like. I mean, if you haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then like that's on you. Fucking watch it. It's a it's an outstanding movie. I think Morgan, I'm really glad we watched. I, it I think too. Morgan undersold it earlier. To be honest I, with I'm you, I'm really. It, yeah. Yeah, it, the I, script I think... is competently the script is put together in such a great way where there are callbacks, call forwards. It connects with itself. It all loops around. There's yeah, no like yeah. hanging things plot threads anywhere. Going, yeah, things are foreshadowed. They come together. Uh, fucking. It does this noir bit. Okay, now I'm gonna get like picky about plot, like because like uh, this, this is what I actually this, this is what I actually do in my like when I'm actually just watching a thing that I like is I'll actually be an asshole about it and not just like uh fucking this is what I, you're gonna find out what it's like to watch movies with me because this is what I'm actually like it's 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 <laughs> he just he doesn't there's no actual detective work that's ever done in this movie except he takes pictures of Jessica Rabbit playing once. patty cake. And then they're just kind of running away from Judge Dredd while plot happens at them, and they just kind of, like, stumble into things. Um, and that's, like... There is that, there that is a lot of plot by convenience, or, I guess, discovery yes. by convenience. Like, uh, uh, Eddie Valiant... Eddie Valiant is a... He pushes the plot forward by his actions, but I think probably, again, if I were to nitpick the movie... He stumbles into answers one too many times. A, a lot. Um, like, like he gets home. He gets home, doesn't look for Jessica Rabbit. She's just already there to tell him more plot. Yeah. And I, that actually, happens twice in this movie. That happens twice that she, no, that she comes up to tell him There's a lot of Jessica Rabbit-related conveniences. Like, yeah. Jessica Rabbit happens to be in a place at a very specific time to either save Roger, to save Eddie, or to exposit. Mm-hmm. It happens like four times in the movie, maybe yeah. five. Um, but as like a as like a as like a, a triumph of like animation and media, it's it's pretty rare. It's unbelievable. It one th- one thing I had a lot of fun doing is like figuring out how they like got the scenes to work right because there's a lot of interesting scenes that you don't you can't just draw a character in there's stuff like they're they're interacting with each other there's a scene they're interacting where jessica with rabbit objects takes, yes jessica rabbit takes off bob hoskins hat and okay. that's interesting um i'm not 200 sure how they did that um i'd have to watch it again i looked into but it they, how how'd they do so it did they just have the, a person do it and so they drew over the person that's exa- for the jessica rabbit scene specifically that's how they did it or the, for that scene. And yeah. they did that for two reasons. One, because she can interact more with people. And two, and this is a funny one, they figured they would get more realistic reactions from all the men if an actual woman was there doing all of that. There's the, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Also, that's also why Jessica Rabbit is like six and a half feet tall, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> so like that you kind can of, properly cover up. Yes, exactly. Um she's she's quite larger than other people there um, <laughs> she's not like most girls yes she built different she's <laughs> she's built like the number eight <laughs> she is simply uh, she's a sigma woman there was this other scene where roger rabbit um is handcuffed to bob hoskins right and and boy we, we were, uh, were we were attached to those fucking handcuffs yeah, we were we were really trying like we were really focused on seeing them and we're pretty sure that the handcuffs were like a rigid um prop that the chain didn't actually bend. Yeah. Um so they just probably had it like to a string to hold, hold it up in place. 
where Roger Rabbit was supposed to be, and they just drew him in. And it's really interesting they do that because it's the 80s, right? And there wasn't a lot of computer technology to do shit with. So they they probably just had to draw every frame and right? they on did. top of film. On Actually, top of they, film. They had the option to use computers, but they decided against it because it would not be of the... Uh, it would not harken back to the golden age of animation the way they wanted uh, the to. Old, the, the old Cuphead bit. Yeah. And Cuphead's what's funny law. is that this uh, this movie repeatedly breaks a rule of animation of don't move the fucking camera because drawing proportions is hard enough without you fucking with the proportion level, right? And yep. uh, the director was asked, the director asked the head of animation about this and said, Yo, so, like, it's a movie. We can't just have it, like, steady. It's a movie in the 80s, right? We can't just have a fucking steady cam the whole time. Is there a way we can get around it? And he goes, oh, yeah, that rule is just made up because the animators are lazy. <laughs> and uh, then he died from working too hard. <laughs> but yeah, more or less. <laughs> Speaking of working too hard, this movie uh, is where I don't know if you've ever heard the term bumping the lamp comes from. Which no, is what? So that's a term that's designed to mean doing shit that is an absurd amount of effort that no one's going to fucking notice and it specifically comes from that scene where they're in that room in the back of the bar and Eddie Valiant keeps hitting his head on the lamp because that's swinging back and forth you have to fuck with the shading on Roger constantly and you know who cares about that fucking no one but it's a thing they had to do because they wanted it to be as realistic as possible Mm mm-hmm Again, this is what I mean no. when I get into, like, the production and design of this movie is so fascinating, we could spend another hour talking about it. Is this one of the best movies of all time? No. Do I think it's one of the, like, is do I think it's up there with, I think it's one of the most, like, must-watch movies, though. It is one, I think it's one of the most, I think it's one of the most technical masterpieces of a movie. Not in terms of as a film, but in the making of it. It is, like what people like i think it is and this is going to be a strange sentence it's the avatar of the 80s because the only reason people give a shit about the avatar movie is because it's a technical mass it's a it's a technical marvel it does shit that's never been done before i wonder how avatar really holds up now it probably looks bad right it doesn't it doesn't hold up the story is no worthless well, no, not the story, but the visuals, right? Because that's the thing oh. about, like, movies that turned into, that are like, oh, it's a visual masterpiece. They always look bad when you look back at them. They don't hold up. Well, but Roger Rabbit well. still looks solid. Like, if you yes, pay but really close attention, there's some, like, janky animation here and there. But, like, that's honest. I, like, I can't. It's I'm not going to fault the thing, them it's for the, being outside of a frame, right? It's the, unca- it's the uncounty value thing, right? Like, you try to make it as, right. like, realistic as possible. And the it, more with realistic CG, you make it's it, more apparent. It's more apparent more yes. quickly. Because it's because the cartoons are meant to be realistic. Yeah. Right? But if you try to cheat reality... Like, I remember there are movies like fucking... Um, shit. What was that? Uh, like Beowulf. Shit. There's this Beowulf CG movie that was, like, got a bunch of awards for being as realistic um, for being, like, the most realistic animated movie ever. And right. if you look back, it looks like garbage. Yeah. It looks really bad. No, you see it with games all the time. Like, fucking yeah. people playing like Final Fantasy 7 on the PS1 going like oh my god graphics will never surpass this you look at it now and they're fucking why are they Legos (laughs) they're squares and they're trapezoids stitched together they look disgusting compared to Uh, like Final Fantasy 7 remake which is a marvel which I hey guess what in like 10 years we're gonna be like "Eh, it's alright it's alright it's not great and you like mentioned earlier, they don't. It's the '80s, so they don't have like computers or robots or whatever. No, there's a lot of robots in this movie, specifically for scenes like uh, the baby holding, this, like anything where a character is meant to be interacting with something real, is oftentimes done with a robot, like literal robot arms. There was one where like specifically the baby, uh, what's his name? I don't remember the baby's name, but he's holding his cigar in the crib, and mm-hmm. in the crib in real life is just a robot arm that is linked up to another man's arm which has like some shit on it that when he moves the robot arm moves holy shit that's awesome yeah 80s that's rad as shit uh the scene in the the club is actually on a stage built like eight feet above the ground because when the penguins are carrying around trays they have them just on sticks and there's people under the club just walking on predetermined paths 
Oh man, that's interesting. That's really no, interesting. I like again. I'm, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but we fucking could. But I highly, highly, highly recommend finding any behind the scenes footage you can, reading the entire Wikipedia article because it's great. It's fascinating. This movie is like legitimately a technical masterclass, and there are. It's one of the reasons it will never, ever, ever happen again. Well, we can only hope. That Space that Jam 2. Space Jam 2, a new legacy holds up. Let's go, baby. Oh, God. The movie comes out next week. We will not be releasing an episode next week. We will be preparing oh. for the I'm gonna... certain glory yeah. that will grace our eyes. Man, I got to go see it in theaters. There's no way I, I, I miss this. At, like, I, I can't watch it at home, right? That's insane. I can't just watch the sill on HBO Max. No. I have to give it the credit it deserves. For real. God, well, uh, oh, God. What, you know what that means? If I go and see this in theaters... God then... damn, I got spoiled this scene that I would have lost my mind at. <laughs> I, like, just on Instagram. The idea of that is hilarious it, to me. It, you, may, I don't want to tell you, but I'll tell you what it is after you watch it. Okay. Um, you'll have to remind me. But the I hate the, the idea that the last movie I saw before uh, the pandemic hit was Weathering With You, and the first movie I will see after the pandemic is going to be Space Jam 2. Equally good movies. God. Fucking shoot me. Sucks. All right. Hey, Jesse, where can they find us? Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at SMCP underscore show. Or if you want to follow us individually, we are at Simon Comics or at Japer You Know. We tweet sometimes. Probably too much. Uh, you can find us on smcp.show where you can find previous episodes additionally you can find them wherever you're listening to podcasts check out our pet show on air buds with new episodes at the end of every month remember to like comment share give us five stars five stars if you're listening on apple nothing else has ratings but you know just shout us out sometimes give us a like on wherever talk about go, us go out into the street right now yell at your neighbors to if you're check vaccinated. us out if you're if you're vaccinated well you can go into the street and yell and i wouldn't feel safe yell in the street. hashtag smash the mac hashtag real jesse in fucking liberals man I'm trying to ruin everyone's <laughs> i will not let you outside unless i see your vaccine passport uh, you don't even go outside without your B-card, people. I, I want to see that B-card. Wait, let me pull mine out. Boom. There we go. There All it right. is. You know New York's had these called Excelsior passes? <laughs> Excelsior? Yeah, they're called Excelsior uh, pass. We don't have those. I no, have my, like... because like... your state, your, indeter your indeterminate state is lame. Yeah, I guess so. I won 50th of the way doxed myself, so I won't do it to you as well. Alright. Now you're only 49th right. 50th doxed. <sighs> Fuck off. Alright. Alright, good night, everybody. <laughs> or good day. When, when do we canonically record these? <laughs> Morning? That's it. Bye.